Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 78 of Season 5 of Movie Around Minute, the daily podcast where we yippee-ki-yay our way through the 1990 Bruce Willis action flick Die Hard 2, Die Harder, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again on this lovely Wednesday at the end of August is DJ Ballantyne from Simplistic Reviews. Welcome back, DJ. Yippee-ki-yay, Bendejo. How you doing? How you doing? Frank Nero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How you guys doing? Hi, I'm uh, ah, doing happy great, on doing hump great. day to get to some Die Hard 2. Yeah, why not? Why not? So, Minute 78 begins with Baker giving an update and ends with John just, just cursing. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> yeah, much how it ends. <laughs> True. Yep. Yep. <laughs> can't, get a, can't get away from that one. <laughs> so, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday we ended things with... Uh, you know, John trying to save the day by, uh, you know, deciding to, to to start playing for the other team and being the bad guy, and you know, offering <laughs> offering to to help them out if they save his wife. Uh, I, I'm gonna put this out there. Uh, the last I heard movie, Hans just say, seeing that I'm moving up to kidnapping, you ought to be more polite. This is very similar <laughs> in terms of John McClane is moving up to kidnapping. <laughs> Essentially, yeah, but is is it the same crime if you're kidnapping a a a uh, a felon? Yes, an escape felon. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. It doesn't matter if they're a criminal or not. If you're not registered, first of all, that guy's not even a citizen. You've taken a somebody else. Well, <laughs> he's, he's being he's, against their will and shot and punched them. Yes, he is being extradited to America. To America, so yeah, yeah, by the military. Not by the not by the New York Police Department. <laughs> no. Well, actually, I guess that's LA. the movie LA is LA LA police department. He's way off track. He's not even the, not even on the right coast. So yes, you're a kidnapper, John. You're a kidnapper. <laughs> yes, you're a kidnapper, John McLean. <laughs> you're a kidnapper, John. I, I want a novel. You're a kidnapper, John McLean. <laughs> It's like you're a good man, Charlie Brown, but instead it's That's sure right. never John McClane. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so yesterday we we ended things finally by John going into the cockpit and uh, sealing himself in there, and then Baker sealing him in there even tighter by putting an axe against the door so that he can't get out. <laughs> and we we ended things yesterday with. Uh, with Esperanza basically saying that uh, you know it's a it's a policeman. <laughs> <laughs> it's a policeman. <laughs> That's right. It's it's some sort of policeman. And then you know Baker chimes in and goes, uh, he went into the cockpit. And the steward goes, he's going to hell. <laughs> now I'm gonna say this, okay? Matthew Stewart, my other co-host on the Simplicity podcast, is this that exchange is perhaps me and him's favorite exchange he loves this movie i love part one he loves part two you should have invited him to join me come on yeah i i should have he's 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 with his wife's doing uh, wifey things but uh he's we we make we do this just out of the blue we'll be on a commentary and sometimes you'll hear me and matt for no reason to say he's i'll say he's going to the cockpit and that will go he's going to hell mclean <laughs> we do it all the time <laughs> we don't know why 
That and I have enough friends are probably our favorite exchange in this movie. But yes, uh, he's going to the, he's in the cockpit. He's going to hell. I don't know why it makes me laugh. It makes him laugh. We don't know why. Yes, just do it all the time. He's going to hell. McLean. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it. That's right. <laughs> Chris Stewart knows that it can't be anybody Sadler, else. I think it's Sadler's delivery. It's Sadler's delivery, I think, that mostly that just makes it it just makes me giggle every time I hear it. Well, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Let's 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 actually take this a little further. I mean, William Sadler yeah. also plays death in Bill and Ted's. It's true. So therefore he's going to hell. he knows he's going know. to hell because he's coming to him. <laughs> it's going to me. <laughs> McLean. <laughs> Come to Papa McLean. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Good old Sadler. That's right. It's funny. It's a very, it's very, it's an unintentionally hilarious exchange that I like. That's right. And then, then uh, Stuart screams, "McLean, I assume it's you, McLean. You're quite a little soldier. You can consider this a military funeral." <laughs> Now this scene, and you kind of alluded to it yesterday. Uh, you said the uh, the part where Han says to John in the first movie, "You were saying this is very reminiscent to the shoot the glass scene, yes. where it's just McLean like hunkering down as the bad guys fire thousands of rounds at him and glass falls all around him and stuff. It's this is like the shoot the glass scene that completely about to go through. And, completely, and there's yeah, there's yeah. The, in in the first movie there's a lot more glass. You know, uh, around all the right. computers, as opposed to what they have here in the windows, but they make it seem right. as if there's the same amount of glass, if not more here. But the, the thing that really jumped out at me here, and I didn't notice this until I was looking at this minute by minute, is you still see the dead pilot on the ground lying next to John. <laughs> what do you think he went? You think he left? I know, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. never, I never noticed that he was just lying there. You know, they still have the car- the you know, the the actor lying there next to John. It makes sense, Rob, but I'm saying I never noticed it. He's he's dead, Rob. He he has to lay. <laughs> I'm. Let me tell you about. He's got nowhere to go. I know that. <laughs> I'm aware of that. He's already in hell. When you die, <laughs> he's, he's going to hell. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> McLean. That's right. It makes sense. Oh boy. <laughs> no, my point is, is that I never noticed that it was there. It makes sense that it's there, but you know. I mean, it'd be more surprising if he wasn't there. Like, right. he just got, like, he just Where'd he go? Like, what the well, come on. What, what about what about Thompson's body? We don't we don't see him right now. We don't know. He's, he's gone no more. They, they, <laughs> we won't see him no more. Mm, he might pop up. We'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> we shall see. So John tries to open the the cockpit door. Doesn't help him because he's got it's jammed in with the uh, uh with with, with the castle door maneuver. That's right. Yeah. With the, with the axe, <laughs> the, the 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 sacking York maneuver from That's Braveheart. Right. doing that. Yes, of course. <laughs> then Stewart starts shooting, uh, you know, at the plane, and John hunkers down on the ground and covers his head. And once again, he's right next to the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> the dead, right. dead. He's dead. And he's dead it's guy. unbelievable guy, how many bullets, you know, the, these the, these three guys shoot. You know, you only have three of them that are standing there. Yeah, Garber, Stewart, and and Baker, and they're just shooting, shooting, shooting. And we we see all of the damage to the plane itself. You know, it's not even they don't even try to hide it. And you know, John starts screaming as all the the, the glass starts breaking. You know, uh, what what is it? Uh, Shiston, the, what what? How does 
Chista van Fister. Something like that. Chista van Fister. You know, some type of thing. So I don't know, but there's there's a lot of glass falling out, and it's definitely more glass than this plane should have. You know, I mean, we talked a little bit uh, last week, or I think it was last week, about the fact that the, you know, about the whole idea of cabin pressure and stuff like that. You know, that they already had the hole in the window, you know, that was causing so much right. trouble. But but here, they're just, uh, you know, these these guys couldn't shoot John before, but but they can shoot glass really well. Yeah. <laughs> They're very accurate with with see through objects. That's right. That's right. And the the plane itself. I mean, if you look at the the front of the plane, it, it also is completely you know covered in, in all these bullet holes that they they've added in there. And I'd love to ask somebody who mil, in the military how bulletproof is the a front of a military cargo plane. I, I don't, I'm thinking he still would have shot. I don't know how. I mean, we saw the doors made of vibranium or something, but we don't know what the <laughs> The, the the front part of the the, the plane yeah, is made especially of. the the parts with the glass you know <laughs> you're right exactly <laughs> and exactly. then Stewart uh, stops shooting and he screams out he goes how many grades we got and then Garber goes three each he goes okay use them <laughs> he saw the, the the glee the glee that use them it's like we got <laughs> nothing so we got happy. nothing better to do with them so uh, why not now. Uh, screw it! Just throw them in there. Who cares? Now, my question here is, how many, mm. um, how many grenades do they do they have then at this point? Because there's three of them. Six. Right. Well, one, see, that's the thing. Yeah, so six. Yeah. I would assume. Right? Or nine. No, or nine. But Sorry. Why does Stewart have to ask how many how many grenades do we have? He would wouldn't he know how many grenades he's holding? Also. So. Oh, the, he doesn't. So have maybe any he. They think because they they. they what they do is they pull and to- they pull the pin and toss it to the next yeah, guy. Yeah, really smart. So maybe it's six. And and yeah, I don't, I, I don't agree with that. And what all, about yes. And what about you know maybe they can grab the ones off of Thompson? I don't know. Yeah, he must have three also. <laughs> Thompson, Thompson wasn't carrying any. He was, <laughs> keep laying there, Thompson. We're just gonna take these grenades I, off. Because I, real quick. I guys, tried counting over. how many grenades uh, come through the window today and tomorrow. And it just doesn't make sense because you hear you hear a lot of clunks. You know, you don't actually see every one of the grenades yeah. come in. You know, like in this minute, we only hear we don't know what these. We only are hear four clunks in this minute. We, we right. I, I think these again are the 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 slowest hand grenades I've ever seen. I thought they were supposed to go off in five seconds. They have time to like joke, pull the pin, throw it. It hits the thing, it rolls down, it hits the ground, another one comes in. It's like, how, how long is this grenade taking That's right. off? <laughs> I just watched, like, uh, Call of Duty, it's like two seconds. Boom, boom. <laughs> That's the Yes. <laughs> Shoot, Halo is, is quicker than that. I don't, I don't know. Who Again, coming, coming from someone who, they have a who has on thrown one grenade in their life, it doesn't, it doesn't stay this long. <laughs> okay. In basic training, we each threw one grenade. It's like five yeah, it's seconds, like right? That. But but I gotta tell you, like, okay, so I remember in basic training, you know, the I, I was very scared. You know, they gave us they gave us a hand grenade, and my commander said to me, "Okay, do you see the 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 target?" And I was like, "Yeah, I didn't see the target." And he says, "Okay, pull the pin and throw it." Oh jeez, you lied. <laughs> and I just threw it. You did the opposite. That's right. I just threw it in the direction that he said, and that was it. You know, and then it exploded, and he goes, "You know that you missed the target by a lot." I was like, "Oh well." <laughs> I was like, "I've seen too many movies." Oh my god! 
You were almost the movie. You were almost the movie. He told me he saw the target. But he told but I didn't drop it, it next to me. You know, it's not like. Uh... <laughs> okay, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't get a zero on the assignment. You got a okay. three. Okay, hey, a three. Because <laughs> if you drop it next to your nah, that's yes, a zero. Yes. That, that's actually a minus. <laughs> or incomplete. Minus. Actually, it's actually an incomplete. <laughs> you don't finish the test. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna have to retake that test in hell. Yeah, apparently with Sadler. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, so I, I I stay away from grenades. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, here's your public service announcement: stay away. Now, from I don't grenades. have a problem with rifles and stay pistols, away. but you know, grenades. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The funniest thing I've ever seen in the airport: you walk in the airport and you see a sign that says, at, at least down here. A, a picture of a gun with a line through it and there's also a picture of a hand grenade with a line through it. I'm like, do you need to put this sign <laughs> I thought that was kind of assumed like don't bring grenades to the airport. Oh, wow. <laughs> I want to see I want to see the guy goes, what? Being searched they put like, they arrested him. It's like, what? What? I, didn't, I can't bring a grenade? What's wrong? What? What's wrong with it? You didn't have a sign? How am I supposed to know? <laughs> if you don't tell me... <laughs> In, in what word do you think they started using hand grenades? What American word? I'll, I'll even, I'll even tell you. Like, what hmm. American word did they start using hand grenades? Oh, man. That's a good one. They didn't, did they use, they, or let's say modern, modern hand grenades. Korean War? You know, they, no, it goes all the way back to the Civil War. Really? Yes. During, during the, uh, Civil War, what they basically did was both sides had hand grenades equipped with a plunger that detonated the device on impact. I want to see a Civil War hand grenade. I don't even know what that would look like. <laughs> what is a Civil War? Yeah, I know. I, like, I've seen I've seen a lot of Civil War movies. Never, never seen, seen a hand grenade. I watched Gettysburg. Uh, I didn't see Jeff Daniels throwing hand grenades. I missed that part. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no clue. <laughs> and then, obviously, they, they they started using them. They used them a lot in World War One. Um, and they, 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 they weren't as successful, uh, using them in trench for trench warfare. Yeah. That's a bad idea. You know, I guess, uh, <laughs> I, would, I, would assume. Yeah. <laughs> I would assume that's bad. <laughs> yeah. But obviously they, they improved them over the years and, uh, hand grenades are, are something very different these days right. than what they were back then. So yeah, the, the, you know, we, we we're basically watching John, notice everything going on in slow motion i think that's more or less how we can describe it you know as each of these hand grenades you know lands inside i mean like like you said the first thing that happens is garber pulls the pin throws one to to uh th throws one no wait a second garber doesn't pull the pin out he he throw he tosses a grenade over to stewart stewart pulls out the pin and then throws it so right, it's right, not right. like they're playing hot potato they're not okay. playing hot potato. It seemed like they were playing hot potato when I saw it. I was like, wait, wait, what? what? It did. It did. It did. <laughs> it definitely seems that way, but it is not. Okay. Thank God, and, I guess. And then basically only only Stewart and Baker throw – throw. we only see the two of them throwing hand grenades right. because Garber throws his grenade to Stewart. And they're both pretty good shots. I mean, they, they, they weren't able to hit with, with the guns besides hitting the, you know, the glass. But but Round getting it into that small there. window, <laughs> they could be quarterback for yeah, the these, New York Jets. These guys, 
I was I was actually going to say that they they could be good they could be pitchers, but yeah, they can also be quarterbacks. That's true because <laughs> of the way they're lobbing things. And exactly. and then John's just like sitting there, and like one of them like hits this this like stand, and then like rolls off, and then like lands on the ground right next to him, <laughs> and he's just like looking at it. <laughs> and then John goes, "Oh." <laughs> I think this scene logistically works better if that shot's in slow motion, but it's better because it's so matter-of-factly a grenade, a whole bunch of grenades is dropped in front of you. It doesn't make any sense logistically, but it looks better. Like, if you were going to do it, like, where it's in slow-mo, we wouldn't care that, wow, man, these grenades are taking a long time to go off, but it would be less cool than this, him just sitting there and just, do 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 they just drop in front of him, so yeah. That's right. No, it, it's 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 used for com- comical effect here. No question about that. You know, to to add a little bit of suspense because you know a- anyone who's seen movies knows that grenades can go off anytime. You know, but but these are possibly duds. I don't know. It goes back to the last action hero. You know, you you got the grenade at the beginning, which doesn't go off. <laughs> I'm thinking of Saving so. Private Ryan when they throw the grenade and the guy throws it back and he has like half of a second. Before <laughs> That's right. Blows That's right. Here, so yeah. <laughs> That's true. Awesome. That's another another good example of it. <laughs> and then, you know, John starts counting the, the the grenades coming in. We see at least four drop by, and then he quickly turns his head to the side and sees the the the. It says danger eject, and then he screams, "Oh sh!" And then he's. That's the way this minute ends. So we're they're gonna we're gonna leave everyone in suspense until tomorrow to find out what happens to John. Oh, John, know what, what the word eject means. Will he know what eject means? <laughs> Will he know how to deal, how to do this? Who knows? <laughs> All right, you have anything else for this minute before we get into the script? Uh, I, the Glee and William Sadler makes a scene. William Sadler's awesome. Uh, he's awesome in most things, but yeah, the, he's 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 no Hans, but uh, I, I do enjoy him, and I do enjoy him a lot in this scene right here. Yeah, I, I think part of the thing is they don't they don't utilize him well enough in this movie. No, he's good comedian. You know, timing. In, in, he's, he's got good act. He's he's good at pretty much anything. <laughs> he's a good he's a very good character actor. Every every time I've ever yeah, seen him, for sure. he nails it so, for sure. Yeah. I I think part of his problem is is that he's always been compared to um, you know Hans Gruber and uh, Simon Gruber, which is a problem, right? Yeah, you know because the two of them are great villains. And as 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 amazing as Stewart is here, he's just not given enough to do. He's he's more of a background character, you know, trying to to, to keep an ominous uh, feel to everything that's going on. But he, he's not as hands on as the others are. Right, right. I guess you can say he's not as slick because because Hans and and Simon they're 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 thieves. They're slick. They're ch- charismatic. This guy is more buttoned down military guy, so you're not going to get the the. That's true. The you quickiness. can't expect Ali North to be uh, you know, <laughs> exactly that much. Ali <laughs> uh, North can't be Bugsy Malone, okay? He can't. He can't do that. That's right. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. So the the, the script again, it's nice and uh, descriptive. It says uh, so. Garber says he went into the cockpit. He's going to hell, and then it says silence. McLean in the cockpit reacts to the two dead men sharing the tiny space with him, the snow and glass everywhere. And then he crawls to the door, gingerly tries it. It won't move. He tries harder. On the other side of the door, there's a rescue axe. 
that is across the door like a barricade. McLean looks worried, and then Stuart shouts, McLean, I assume it's you, McLean. Stuart Esperanza and two of the other others ring the nose of the plane, weapons out. Garber, the last man, comes up, delayed by locking McLean in the cabin. Stuart then says, you're quite a little soldier, so consider this a military funeral. And he opens fire. The others instantly join in. McLean inside the cockpit ducks as five machine guns begin to rip this place apart. What's left of the glass implodes and ricochets and ricochets begin slamming around the room. McLean eats floor, but the snaking lines of bullets crisscross the cockpit, searching him out. Holy mother of God! Glass rakes his forehead, blood misting his vision. He crawls to the door, throws his weight against it. Nothing. Having decimated the front of the plane, Stuart signals, and now they flank the sides. What's left of the window glass reflects their fire like a 4th of July show. Esperanza alone smiles as he shoots. McLean gets hit in the left hand. Stuart then says, how many grenades we have? Garber says, two each. Use them. Pop, 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 pop. Each man pulls two pins and throws. And that's the way the, the, the minute ends in the script. He doesn't get shot in the hand in the movie, does he? No, 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 no. But that no, was I that was Esperanza yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but does doesn't McLean have his hand bandaged in a in a, a later scene? Is it from he, this? His hand, no, his hand was bandaged from uh, back when 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 he dealt with the T one thousand. Oh yeah, you're right. Patrick. You're right. That's what. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember, I remember. I get, I'm getting this out of order because I haven't seen. It's straight, but I do remember somebody bandaging his, his hand. But yeah, okay, yes. okay. Mm-hmm. okay, yeah, okay. So every Wednesday we have a segment called "Off the Beaten Track Aviation Edition," where my guests will give some sort of story, anecdote, adventure, misadventure, something that has happened to them over the course of their life that is somehow related to aviation. Something could happen in an airport, on an airplane, uh, in a spacecraft. Who knows? So DJ, you got a story for us? I was on a spacecraft. No, uh, I was at my uh, maybe wedding in maybe. I was at my cousin's wedding in Rhode Island. I'm again, I'm from Florida, so it's great wedding. Got married, everything's great. And we're flying back, and I had work the next day, and the plane was delayed for I don't know, it seemed like two hours. And we're sitting there, we're sitting there, and we're like, okay, they 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 gave us food. How long it took for us to get on the plane, and they said that we were delayed because the it's when we were talking about the cockpits and the window or the cockpit. They can't connect it. Something was wrong with the window of the cockpit. Essentially, they, they gave us like vague details. And the person that was going to be able to. So they fix rolled it, down the window and couldn't roll it back up? This, I, I didn't even know the. I don't know. Something happened with the. They were very vague on the details. But they said the person that was going to be able to fix it had to fly in from LaGuardia uh, <laughs> <laughs> to Rhode Island to fix the thing. So we get in the. Oh, plane. okay. I, thought, I actually thought you were talking about to Miami. That would have been no, even no, no, crazy. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, we were in Rhode Island still, so we're waiting for the person in New York to fly to Rhode Island to repair the window so we can fly back to Miami before this is a Sunday. Fly back so I can go to work on Monday. And we get on the plane and they they gave us an option. They were like, You can you can you know wait and get on the plane after we repair it, or we'll give you a voucher and you can stay at a hotel and fly the next day. And I was like, Well, I gotta work tomorrow, so I'll wait. So I wait, I wait, it's like three hours. We get on the plane, and again, I'm, I am I, I haven't made this clear. I don't like to fly. That's why I say I, I go to sleep immediately, because I don't like to fly. So imagine me don't like to fly on a plane with a window. That's, I don't know, 
fixed, maybe. <laughs> we're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> and we're flying back finally, and we're flying through what I would assume would be um, Thor. Because it's, it's just lightning everywhere. <laughs> and I'm just like, Jesus, I can't sleep at this point. So I'm just like, uh, this is a long flight. And then the fl- the pilot goes on, maybe like two, an hour into the flight goes, we're redirecting to Atlanta. Because, which I find out afterwards, the window got dislodged again. So it had to land. And I had to stay in Atlanta <laughs> overnight. Because the, the plane that they were playing the window on, something was up with this window. They could not get it to stay, and they they, they got away. We we heard the the pilot came on right when we were like maybe right approaching Georgia, and they said, yeah, we were redirecting to Atlanta because of the the problem with the plane, the whatever, whatever. And I was like, man, I was probably supposed to die. <laughs> I think because I, I don't know. If, I, I mean, I can only imagine the pilot who's sitting in a cockpit in the window. You're what, eighteen thousand feet in the air, and the window's like probably rattling or something. <laughs> so yes, that was that was like. Is it the last time I flew a pl- in a plane? No, no, I, fl- I flew afterwards. But Jesus, yeah, that was one of the most harrowing moments because I, I really was measuring, not coming into work and having to deal with that crap, or you know flying in the twilight zone plane essentially so yes i, I chose twilight yes. zone plane and i chose poorly apparently so yes i still miss you working because i had poorly. to land in atlanta <laughs> i chose poorly <laughs> so yes yes uh, that was the, the in other words worst. in other words you you could have got you could have gotten a, a, a free hotel and then a normal flight the following day instead of getting stuck exactly. in atlanta I really wanted to get home because I didn't want to miss work and I still miss work and I risked flying on a plane that still had the land <laughs> that still had the problem. <laughs> so yes, oh, wow. I, I, to this day, I don't, I don't even know exactly what uh, they this said something about the window for the cockpit was dislodged or something. They never got into specific probably because they didn't want to, I mean, th- th- them telling us that was probably way more than they were supposed to. But yeah, it's, it, I, again, that was the worst flying experience. I flew, I flew over to the UK better experience than flying from Rhode Island to freaking Florida was the worst ever in my life. Well, because, because when you went to England, you were looking for Valentine's place. So, you know, it's it's true. It's true. One of the greatest places ever. I know. (laughs) know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Great. Thank you for that story. Very interesting. So DJ, you want to once again, tell people uh, where they can find uh, DJ Valentine. Uh, simplistic dot reviews. Uh, if you you're, you're not rate limited on uh, Twitter, you can uh, search me on uh, at trying to be DJV on Twitter, and you can search the website. Uh, Twitter account is uh, at simply tweeters. Uh, yeah, at simple tweeters, and then uh, most of everything else is sem- search simplistic reviews, and we'll pop up somewhere. Or we're usually everywhere. Not a lot of people are called simplistic anything. So yes, uh, the search simplistic reviews, and you'll find us. All right. And finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for a movie around minute. You can find me on my website, movieroundminute.com, or you can find me on Facebook, or you can find me on Twitter. So until tomorrow, yippee-ki-yay. Yippee-ki-yay. If you're fond of sand dunes and salty air, quaint little villages here and